Okay, we are a little bit away down the page on Kuf Yud Zayin Amid Aleph and Babakama 117a. We are on the fifth wide line. I think that's where that is. Rev Huna Bar Yehuda. Rev Huna Bar Yehuda. Ikla Lebei Abiyoni. Abiyone. Um, he once went to this place called Abiyone. Asa Lekamei Derevi came from Reva. Amar He said, Klum Asa Baliyadcha. Anything come to you today? Meaning, like, uh, they ask you any shilas recently. So, non-Jews, I don't know what this means literally, but they forced or they threatened uh, a Jew and they showed him his friend's money. Oh, he showed them their, his friend's money. They, they forced him like we said, yeah, to show his friend's money. Right. Show us where so-and-so's stuff is. And he showed it to them. Baliadi, And then he came to me. Vichyavtiv. And I said that he's responsible to pay for his friend's stuff that he basically gave to the non-Jews. Amrlei, Rava said, Ahadar uvda limare. Give back the money to that guy. Give back that money to that guy that, that you made pay. Titani, because the Brisa says, Yisrael shanzul de kachavim v'heramam al-chavero, pater v'im natal v'nasan b'yad, chayv. If he gave it over in hand, meaning this Yisrael gave over his friend's money, took his friend's money and then gave it to him, so then he's b'chayv. As opposed to if the non-Jews went and took it themselves, yeah, I think that's what that means, right? Yeah, I think the distinction is all, all he did was show them where it is, but he didn't physically do right. that. Was it me? Yeah. Amar Rabba. So that was Rava's, that was Rav Huna's opinion that he's telling Rava he made a mistake. Amar Rabba, im harami atzmo, kenasavanasam biadami. And Rabba says, what's the difference? He's the one that basically showed it to him showed it to them, right? It's, it's as if he gave it over in his hands. He well, didn't. It, say, it says here, if he showed them the money on his own without being forced. Oh, okay. If he volunteered it. I see that. I have that also, although it's not from the... I guess me'atzmo is an interesting word there. It could be a couple of things, but okay. Um, so th- that doesn't necessarily disagree with Rufun either, if he say it like that. Ha'hu of the kucham and he showed them, the Jew that was being uh, threatened, he showed the non-Jews this, the wine of Mari, the son of Rav Pinchas, who's the son of Rav Chista. I don't know why we need such a long genealogy for the sake of wine, but they said to him, take it yourself and Bring it to us. Okay. This, I have in, in, in the note here that it's, they're, they're working for the king. You're going to go to the king's house. I guess that's coming up maybe. Darav Amtabadayu. He went and he brought it with him, with them, to the king's house. Asalakame, Darav Ashi, Patrine. And Rav Ashi says they're Patr, but that's against what even Rav Huna said. Rav Huna was the more lenient one. And Rav Huna says if he takes it with his hand, 
so then it would be chayev. And here he's taking with his hand, and Rav Ashi says he's potter. So Amr le Rabbanu le Rav Ashi, v'atani im nasan nasan biyad chayev. Amr lehu hani mili heichid delo okme yilave meikara. The only time that the that the person is chayev for taking his friend's stuff to avoid any threats, um, he's chayev only when they didn't already see it. I guess they already saw it. The non-Jews there, I guess they saw it and said, hey, bring us that stuff. So, Mikle Kalye. Mikle Kalye. Mikle Kalye. I don't know if this what this means. It's like it's already done. Usually that's with a chaf. How do you translate Mikle Kalye? End of this paragraph. Someone who, the, the non-Jews already saw it. And they basically said, but if he brought it from Jandos to the property at the outside, as if he already burned it. Burned it? Mikle Kalia means burn? Okay. I don't know. But I just, I have Hebrew. Do you have the, you lost me? Yeah, I lost you. Okay, I'm going too quick. It says burn. Okay. So basically, what I think what this means is that the non Jews basically already saw the wine, they saw the property, and then say, hey, bring this to us. So it's not like the guy brought them to this property and said, hey, take this. Uh, so that's why Ravashi says it's different. It's as if it doesn't, they're, they're just, uh, you know, they're just the extension of the non-Jews at that point. Take for me, if the non-Jew, how do you, how do they translate anas? I'm still trying to find a good word for it. Uh, extortionist. Extortionist. Okay, that's too much of a mouthful. Um, the extortionist said to the not to the Jew, "Hey, take for me this bundle of um, what is it? Straw. Straw. Oh, eshkol anavim or this cluster. and he gives it chayev. That says he's chayev, and clearly the extortionist." already said to him, I want this one. And it wasn't that he volunteered this one. That Bryce is talking about where they're on two sides of a river. Um, and therefore, the Jew could basically just say, no thanks. Right. <laughs> What's he going to do? All right, that's a huge ukimta. But we're saying that that at least salvages Rav Ashi's opinion, which is as long as the non-Jew could have done it himself, and now the Jew's just doing it, so then the Jew's not going to be responsible for it. But if it's not necessarily, if the, if the extortionist could not have done it himself, either because the Jew volunteered the specific property, or because he's on the other side of the river, figuratively or physically, so then it would not, uh, it would not, he'd not be high for paying that back. It says, reach out for me. It doesn't say, just give. I don't know, Hoshet doesn't mean go over the whole river. It just means reach out, but okay. Okay. Hahushusa. There was once a... It's a certain trash for fish or animals. Okay. There was a, a specific trap. A net here. A net, okay. Net. Two people were fighting over it. I guess the stuff that's inside of it. No one says it's mine, the other says. Right. One of them went 
and told the customs agent. I have to say he gave it to an officer of the king. He gave it? Mm-hmm. Never says he took it. But it says, Azal Chavinayu, one of them went. Oh, I guess Misarah, where the Mapike would be. Okay. And he gave it over to the Parhagna. Amar Abaye, Yachol Amar Abaye said, Ana kimasri didi masri. I gave my own stuff to the to the customs agent. Amar lei, Rava, Rava says, V'cholk minei, is everything in accordance with what you think? El Amar Rava, Misham tinan lei ademaisi lei v'kai badina. We excommunicate that guy until he gives it back? Good luck on that. How's that going to work? And then you bring him to court to figure out if it's his or not. I mean, you can't just say, well, I thought it was mine, so therefore I could bring it in. It was a, it, but we didn't think it was yours, so just based on your, what you say. I don't understand why you don't just order him to, to pay for it. it and, and if he loses, pay for right, it. Right, right, right. I guess those two. I would probably we'll get it back. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it would be easier to figure out whose it is based on having it in hand, and you can, you know, prove to us like what happened where. What I don't know, but uh, I'm just worried. I'm just wondering what Abaya's opinion is. How could this Abaya says he's he's putter? Why? Because maybe it's his. So I don't know. One story: there was a person that was that wanted to show the extortionist his grain. Somebody else's. Somebody else's grain. So take it. So according to the rules that we've seen, this should be okay if he doesn't touch it, according to, uh, uh, according to Rav Huna. So went to Rav, who is Rav Huna's teacher. So Amar Lei, Lo Tachvi Lo Tachvi. Don't show him. Don't show him. I already showed him. Or I am going to show him? I will show him. I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him. Yasiv Rav Kahana Kamei Derav. Rav Kahana went... even Yeah, I don't know. What, what answer were you looking for? I always say this. Like, if you're not interested in my answers, don't ask me the question. You know, like, uh, what's the point of asking in the first place? I don't know. Shamte. Rav Kahana says, he's Shamte Lekoye Luminei. What does that mean? I was sitting before Rav and hearing the man's broken boobs. Wow. He Hardcore. Dis- he dislodged the man's neck from him. Uh, he broke his neck and killed him. Killed who? This, uh, this, uh, this informer. <clears throat> this guy who asked. Rav Kahana killed him or but, Rav killed him? But at, the, be- at the beginning of the paragraph. So Rav was, well, Rav was basically saying, don't do it, don't do it. The guy yeah. said, I already did it. And Rav Kahana comes in as the like, vigilante. No, he say, I already did it. He, he says, says, I'm, I'm going to do it. No, I'm okay. still going to do it. And Rav Kahana said. Rav Kahana's like, you can't, be, you can't just come in here and disrespect Rav like that. 1980, Steven Seagal. So he, no, you won't. <laughs> he killed him. He just killed him. <laughs> okay. Kari Ravi Lavey. Let's see. Does Rav like this or not? Um, like a, what is this? I don't know what that means. Sons have fainted, they lay at the head of all the streets as an antelope, and then that. Matoze, Kevin Shanaf of Mechmar, in Merach Melav, just like this antelope, is that what that means? Yes. He's in a, he, he fell into a net. You don't. You're not. You don't take pity on him. Once a Jew's money falls into the hands of a non-Jew, 
you don't have any mercy on him? In other words, uh, these these idolaters will come to kill the Jew. Oh, they won't have any mercy on us. So since informing leads to killing, you did the right thing by killing this informer. Hmm. So this informer essentially was killing Jews when he said, I'm going to give him money. He was basically saying, I'm going to kill Jews. Yeah. So therefore, vigilante justice is okay. Was the informer also non-Jewish? I don't see that. This informer was... No, because it refers to him as a fellow. It says chavrei. Yeah. You could be technically friends with non-Jews. That's not a problem. But usually in the Gemara terminology, chavre means chavre mitzv- b'mitzvos. But, uh, but also the fact that he's coming to Rav to ask him a shayla probably gives it away. Well, <laughs> Why? He didn't listen to him, so maybe he's... is protecting the property owner's life. Right, essentially that's what Rav is claiming, yeah. I, I, I mean, can it's kill, a, I can kill somebody else to save right. a third party. Obviously it sounds kind of dramatic to us. And a little too extreme for us. But uh, I wonder how many times Rav has been through that. So I don't know. Maybe he has a first-hand experience you know, with that kind of thing happening. Things seem to, in this era, have been pretty bad. There were times yeah, when look, it, we, things in Bavel were very good. We don't have policemen. I mean, they didn't have the same level of trust in but you've got corrupt security. Officials of, right. just seizing and, property. And they could do whatever they want also with no repercussions. It's not like uh, they have to seize it and then deal with the courts. You know, like that's how we think of it. Even if the government does something bad to us, we'll it, still be able to sue them. Things in Bavel were pretty good yeah. at this particular time. It sounds like they were pretty bad. Right. So let's keep going. See the the continuation of the story. Maybe it's going to get better or worse. Amr Rav Rav Kahana. Rav then said to Rav Kahana. Rav was already talking, but um, Rav then said to Rav Kahana, Until today, the Persian government was didn't care about. Murder. But now there are Greeks around? The Greeks and the Persians were constantly fighting. And they're and fighting so, over whether they care about murder? No, no, they were fighting they were wars with each other. The Greeks and the Persians. So what's Kapiashvichostamim? It basically says now that there's Greeks in control and, the, and they are more concerned. Right, so that's, about that's what we're saying. Of blood. Yeah, so I, so I, I assume he's going to be worried now. Amri Muradin Muradin, they're going to uh, declare, you're a murderer, you're a murderer. So you should flee. Right. Rav Kahana, get out of Dodge. Kum sak Yisrael. Go run away to Yisrael. And accept upon yourself that you won't be, you won't ask kashas for the Yochan and Don't ask any questions for seven years. Is this is this like a, 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 a means of like it says as a penance, not as a way of like avoiding this issue from happening again? Yeah, Hershon explains it is meant as a form of penance for the fact that Rav Kahana took action based on his own halachic ruling without consulting uh-huh. his teacher Rav, who was present. As a result, Rav told him not to state his own opinions to to Rabbi Yochanan, even when they would not relate to practical action. Okay, I mean, I, I, I don't see why the crime fits the punishment, but okay. I also, don't also Rav seems if, to have just said it was justified. If the Greeks were no? in control of Babylonia at this time, they were surely in control of Eretz Israel. Yeah, not the same people in the same in both places, yeah. but um, I don't understand because Rav just quoted a Pasuk. Why does he need to punish Rav Kahana? The only reason that he has to get out of Dodge is because of the Greek officials. But if he's in Israel, assuming there's no problem with Greek officials, 
Because, because he, he, Rav Kahana, in effect, issued a ruling in the presence of his teacher. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Rav never told him to kill him. That's yeah. what the Maharaj says. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm not... <laughs> it sounds weird, but... I'm not upset that you murdered him. I'm upset that you murdered him without asking me first. A- apparently the rule is... That's what it sounds like. You have to. You, you can't pass in front of a rebbe. That's always the rule. But you, you can't question. Azil, yeah. Sentences you can't question Rabbi Yochanan even when it's not a matter of practical action. Apparently, you know, if it's a, you can question your teacher if it's not. There's no real issue before. You that's know. an interesting. That's an interesting nuance there. Yeah, I want. There's I don't no think there's questioning your teacher if there's no. You can't paskin you can't. in front of your rebbe, but you could ask Shilas. Okay. Interesting. Azil. So Rav Khan went to Eretz Yisrael. That's what happened. Ashkecheli Rish Lakish. It's funny to like think of Rav Kahana. Now anytime we say that Rav Kahana's name in the Gemara, we're going to know what he did. Like this was probably a, a flashpoint in his, his, in his life. So Azil Ashkecheli Rish Lakish. He went to see Rish Lakish in, in Eretz Yisrael. And he was going over his learning on the same day that what? He was just sitting in yeshiva one day. Yom Rabban, I'm not sure what that means. But in the day that they were all learning also, Amr Lehu, Rav Kahana said to the people in the yeshiva, Rish Lakish, Hecha, where's Rish Lakish? Amr Lehu, why do you need to know? Amr Lehu, hai kushya, hai kushya. I've got a question to ask. And this was a question that I think you can answer, but I want to see if Rish Lakish knows. The Greeks worked in, the Greeks were not in control. It was, there was a change in Persian empire and Persian emperors. A different Persian dynasty took over, and the other mm-hmm. one was had been much influenced by the Greeks. Okay, and so Either therefore way. had All right. imposed Greek different policies. Yeah, murders okay. of the old one. We don't about murders. This new one had more Greek influence. Okay, so we're moving on. So the guy went to yeshiva and he had a question and he thought this could be the answer. So he wanted to ask Rishlakish, is this the answer to my question? So they say, uh, they went to Rishlakish on his behalf for Rav Kahana. Um, Rishlakish then went to Rav Yochanan, his Chavrusa, and he says, Ari alami bavel. There was a great lion, a great person came from Bavel. You, Rabbi Yochanan, should look into this guy tomorrow when you come to Yeshiva. I guess that was the end of the day. That's what it meant. Messiah. Become Messiah, Messiah, Messiah. They were they finished that day of, of learning. I'm sure it was like 1 a.m. or something. The next day, they brought Rav Kahana to the front row. From the seven rows of the students, they brought him to the front row to Rabbi Yochanan, in front of Rabbi Yochanan. Um, I think Rabbi Yochan, okay, whatever. Amar Shmaita Velo Akshi. He had his, he said over his shtickle. And Rav kind of didn't raise any questions in accordance with Rav's instructions. Oh, okay. Shmaita Velo Akshi. He kept not saying anything. So I guess Rabbi Yochanan was waiting for this prodigy or this, you know, Adam Gadol to say something. An chase achore shvadari ad basra. And they kept moving him back. He clearly wasn't fit for the front row. So they kept moving him back to the last row until he ultimately got to the last row. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon Lakish, Arisha, Marta, Nasa Your lion became a fox. Um, so Amr, is that a fox? Yeah. 
Amar Yehirava Dahani Shvadari Lave Chilov Shvashanin to Amar Li Rav. So Rav Kahana said to himself, these seven rows should count as the seven years. I can't ask Rabbi Yochanan a question. Uh, so come Akar A. Then he got up on his feet. Amar Le, he said to Rabbi Yochanan, Nihadar Bar Mar Beresha, let me sit in the front. Amar Shmaisav Akshi, Alkumed Verakama, Amar Shmaisav Akshi. So then he, he, I don't know if they put him up there yet. Or he said this to himself, maybe. No, he said it to Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah, yeah. and then Rabbi Yochanan... Oh, so he said... So, oh, so Rabbi Yochanan tested him. So Rabbi Yochanan said a shtickle, and then he answered with a kasha, and then he brought him to the front row. It's kind of weird that he ruled on his own that I can change the seven Yeah, years. well, look, he, he's ruled on his own before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm. so, so, uh, so he made it to the Thank front God row. He didn't murder anyone <laughs> while he was doing it. But you should know, there's a story of Rabbi Yochanan who murdered somebody. Rabbi Yochanan murdered someone, not the famous one, that's not murder, but um, there's a story, I think, that they say that this guy was bothering him and he, he, he opened his eyelid and he like hit, he killed him with his eyes, like laser beams from his eyes or something like that. There's a story like that. Anyways. Rabbi Yochanan Haviyasav Ashva Bistarke. He was sitting, what does this mean? Seven cushions. Seven cushions. All the students. Okay. Okay. One by one, they took him away. Since he couldn't answer all of Rav Kahana's questions, he, he removed one question from under himself to demonstrate that he was lowering himself out of respect. Oh, interesting. I like these little uh, protocols here. Did they give them to Rav Kahana or they just took them away from Yochanan? They just took them away. Okay. Eventually, Rav Yochanan was sitting on the floor. Rav Yochanan Gavra he was an old man, Umasr Chigvine, and his, I think this is the story. Let's see. He had, um, and his, his eyelids were very long and until they covered his eyes. So, Amar Lahu, Deluli Enai Ve'echzie. Open my eyes, my eyelid, and let me see this person, Rav Kahana. He was, I think this is also a euphemism for fat. He was also very fat. And uh, that's the Gemara later on, Bab Metziah, where like his eyes were too heavy. They opened up his eyes with some kind of stick, silver. I don't know what that. What what is that? Silver, silver eye brush, whatever that means. Okay. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Something that was used to open his eyelashes. Eyelashes. So Rabbi Yochanan saw that Rav Kahuna's lips were moving. We're split. It's, We're split. I think it's a birth defect. Okay. Um, and it looked like to Rabbi Yochanan that he was laughing because smirking. of, I guess he was smirking or something. Um, he's laughing at me. He thought, Rabbi Yochanan died? He was disheartened from it and I somehow killed Rav Okay, so this is the story. Rabbi Yochanan somehow made him feel bad, and he died from it. No, it's Rabbi Yochanan felt bad. But how did Rav Kana die? Rabbi Kana died because Rabbi Yochanan was feeling bad. They just they they're they're connecting two incidents and allowing you to draw whatever conclusion you like from it. Somehow. He died as punishment. Rabbi Yochanan felt bad, and because he felt bad, Rabbi Rav Khan had to die in in yeah. in uh, 
in, in reimbursement for that somehow. Did you see what happened with the, with that Babylonian? How he behaved in such disrespectful manner. You know, that's how he, that, that is, that's his, his usual look. That's how he always looks. So, al Ma'arta, he went to the cave, which is exactly what he does with his Rakhlish later on in Bavmetziah. The cave is where he was buried. He saw a snake that made himself like a... Completely encircling the cave with its tail and its mouth. So, Amrlei Achna, Achna, snake, snake. Psach Pumich, open your mouth and take out your... Your tail. We kind of survey itself, and let the let the rabbi go to the student. Velo pasach. He didn't open. You kind of chaver itself, chaver. Let the kali go to his kali. Velo pasach. You kind of tamanit itself, harav pasach le. Let the let the student go to his teacher, meaning giving a respecter of kahana. And then the snake finally let him in. Byrachme vokme. Rabbi Yochanan davened that Rav Kahana should come back alive, and he came back alive. That's how it goes. So Amar Lehi, If I knew that you always looked like this, so then I would not have felt so bad and made you die. Now, Lehi comes means come with us back to the to the base magish. Amar Lehi, Rav Kana said, If I if you're able to daven. In the future, for any time that I do something that I ask, ask any kashas, and I won't die because you'll you'll daven for me. So then I'll come back to the base marriage. Right? Swear to me that you'll always revive me if I ever do anything wrong. Uh, so uh, and if not, I'm I'm staying or I'm staying dead. <laughs> I don't know what he was going to do otherwise. But hoel v'chalif shata chalif. So I think this is Rabbi Yochanan saying. Or he's explaining maybe this, you can't do this anymore. Maybe you've already used up your uh, your miracles, and now you wouldn't be able to do that in the future. So Tyre, Tyre, Rabbi Yochanan woke him up. Okme got him up. Shailei kol sveka dehavale uhashdin hulunale. Rabbi Yochanan asked him all his stuff svekas, all of his kashas that he didn't know had a had a paskin, and Rav Kana was able to uh, discern them. Hanudam Rabbi Yochanan dilchon amri dilhon he. What does that mean? Dilchon Amri. He used Rabbi Yochanan used to say to his what students. I said, what I said was yours is in fact theirs. I ain't thought to his scholars near to Meaning the Babylonians the know what they're talking about. Okay, that's a bold statement. We thought we were good in Eretz Yisrael. The Babylonians are even better. Nice, you know, uh, moment of humility from Rabbi Yochanan. Hahuda Achvea Am Taksa. There was once a story of an extortionist at um, Taksa de Rabbi Abba. He showed Rabbi Abba's silk adornment to the officers of the king and they confiscated it. Okay, again, uh, someone who's just giving it over, over somebody else's stuff. And this is Rabbi Abba's. Yasi Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Chanin Bar, Papi Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, Yasi Rabbi Yila Gavahu, Savra Lechayuve. They thought to make this guy pa- uh, obligated since he gave it over to them. Whatever happened and they, and they uh, adjudicated the wrong thing, so you have to pay from your own 
you have to pay from your own house, from your own pocket. So Amaluhu Rabbi Yilai, so this Moser for sure has to give. Amaluhu Rabbi Yilai, Hachi Amar. What it says here is the judge has to make restitution from his own property. Right, I thought we were using that as a source to say, all the more so the guy who gives it over like that. Okay. Something like that. If the judge has to do that, that's a source of the judge this doing that. This indicates that when it's liable to be for a financial loss, that even if it's an was only through speech. Right, right. Just like a dayan made, made the wrong judgment. So, Amr hachi Amr no. That's only if you give it in his hands, but this guy didn't. So, Amr they say to him, they were they were holding about they they were holding court about some issue about causing money issue uh, causing money um, money loss for someone and they, they made somebody else pay for it even though it was only indirect and they made them chayev from this um, and and they ultimately made them made this guy chayev to pay Rabbi Abba. Um, in this case, we're talking about where the guy showed him the showed him the the property, even if he didn't do it. But Rev, uh, we had seen from Rabbah that that's tantamount to the same thing. If you showed him the property and they took it, that's different. There was a collateral of some kind of silver goblet. And then thieves came to this guy, and they took this collateral, or he gave it to them. Yeah. Yehavalahu. They came in from Raba Patre. What Raba? That's a case of you know saving yourself with someone else's stuff. Go look and see if that person is wealthy. Adata diday asu. They came. The, the, the thieves came because the person was wealthy. And if not, if he wasn't wealthy, so the thieves came specifically for that cup, in which case the cup, they had already set their eyes on that cup, and it wasn't because of this guy gave it over. Okay. He had collateral of... Money for Money funds collected for a purse. Aranka is a purse, right? Yeah. yeah. For the sake of uh, freeing <clears throat> captives. The thieves came and they took that purse. Or he took the purse and gave it to them. This itself is Pidron Shvuyim. Because this guy, who knows what would have happened to him if he didn't give it to them. In there was a story of the man that came and brought his donkey onto a boat, a ferry. onto a ferry before the people got on to the ferry. On the way, the donkey was about to capsize the boat. Okay, by usually means willfully, but I guess this is just what's going to happen. The Okay. This guy, instead of you know making the the boat fall over, he made, he pushed over the donkey into the river, and the donkey died. Didn't this guy, this vigilante that pushed over the donkey, didn't he save himself with you know his friend's money, and therefore he owes him money? 
this guy bringing a donkey onto a boat itself was dangerous, and therefore this guy saving himself by killing a donkey is not going to be held liable. If you're chasing after someone who's going to kill somebody else, and in the meantime you break vessels, it doesn't matter whose they are, you do not have to pay for them because this person is already chayev in his, with his life. Um, the, the I guess the the murderer, the potential murderer that breaks stuff is not chayiv because he's already chayiv misa for chasing after him, since somebody could kill him in that moment. Sim- similar to the one who burrows into the tunnel. Vinir daf someone who's being chased shall rodef. Also, pater because he sh- the, the the money that the property that he's damaging should not be more worth more uh, valuable than his own life. He he should be able to run away at all costs. But other people's stuff, interesting. His own property shouldn't be more valuable. But other people's property, he's using it to save his life, and therefore he owes it to them. I guess. If uh, if someone is chasing the person who's chasing someone to kill them. Um, so, and, and that person, the third person, breaks vessels. And that's not logical. We have to be able to, to allow people that, otherwise no one's going to ever save others. If a person steals a friend's field, mission on the bottom here, if a person steals a friend's field and then the river washes it out and their field's ruined. So the goslin could say, here, have your field back and you don't have to give him another one. I don't know why that is, but... Um, says you do. Like our Mishnah say, you can just take what uh, what you had before. And the, impl- the implication is that he's objecting with any of the items, objecting to any of the items. I'm not really sure what that means. Uh, that's a reboy. Pikadon, about the item itself. Miet, that's a, that's a exclusionary phrase. And then it says, anything that you'd swear about. It includes everything, even a field that was washed away. Umay Rabbi, what is it including? Rabbi Komile, Umay Miet, Miet Shtaros. The only thing it's excluding is... Um, documents that you don't swear about documents, you're not you're on chayev for swearing falsely about documents. I think we've seen this before. Right, the only things that are going to be included in false swearings uh, that you'd be chayev for are things that are movable property and they themselves can be used as money, which is to the exclusion of proper lands, servants, and documents. That's a different story because that has to do with an animal, not a not a field. So Amar of Papa Hasamai Skina Kigonshigazal Sadamikavero Vaisa Para Rabutsa Lav 
that was when they stole the piece of land and the cow was just on top of it. Basically, that's just the same machlokas about the land. It just happens to be the cow is included because he was on top of the land. Okay, quick mission there.